In this week's episode, we're talking about how to transform and thrive, what it takes to be your authentic self and go after those big, scary goals, even when you're not necessarily feeling aligned with yourself. I'm talking with Pfizer Baldonado, who is a life coach and mentor for women, all about her personal experiences of what it's felt like for her when she wasn't living in alignment and what it might feel like for you as well. This episode will inspire you to believe in yourself and also make you want to reach your full potential to start going after the life that you really want to live. Let's dive in. If you're trying to promote your brand but stuck finding the right words, this is the podcast for you. Get your weekly inspiration on all things storytelling, creativity, branding, and so much more. I share inspiring stories, as well as tips and tricks on how to make your words work out in the world. And if you like free stuff, I've got you covered there too. Head to therightremark.com to steal my marketing secrets. You're listening to The Right Remark Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 21 of The Right Remark Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Barrington, and today... I am talking to the gorgeous Pfizer Baldonado about how to stop hiding, how to transform and thrive and start living your true self. Now, we all know that feeling when we're out of alignment, when we're not listening to ourselves and we're not following our intuition. Things just don't work when that happens, right? I'm sure that this is something you can relate to. It's definitely something that I have absolutely experienced many times in my life. And usually for me, it's to do with showing up, being able to put myself forward and really show up and know that this is me. This is what I have to offer the world. This is, this is who I am. Showing up is terrifying. And Speaking from experience, I can also say that quitting your job to go after those big scary goals and go after your dreams is terrifying. But the thing is, when we are not being true to ourselves, when we're not living our authentic life and we're not showing up, things stop working. They start to break down. In today's episode, I'm talking to Pfizer Baldonado who is a certified life coach and mentor for women. And I'm talking to her about her journey with that. So when it feels like things aren't working the way that they need to and what that feels like in your body and your heart when you hide out and you don't show up, being vulnerable is never easy. And in this episode, Pfizer, even as a certified life coach and a massively inspiring woman in her own right, goes deep on her own story about what that journey has looked like for her. And I really hope that you find it useful. Pfizer runs her own life coaching and mentoring practice. And her mission is to help women get out of their head so they can reach their full potential and live the life they love. She has an amazing program called Transform and Thrive, which is a life coaching transformational program to help women stop hiding out and to essentially design the life they want to live in absolute alignment with who they are. 
Now, before we dive into this week's episode and my conversation with Pfizer, I just want to remind you that the Book Doula program is kicking off really soon. Now, this program is an incredible guided journey to help you successfully show up if you are an aspiring author. If you have ever dreamt of writing a book or you need some help to get that book out into the world, this is the program for you. Over 12 weeks together, I will guide you on how to birth your book out into the world and not only publish your book, but actually successfully sell your book. If you've ever dreamed of writing a book, this program will help you get there. You can visit www.thebookdollar.com.au for all the information. I'd love for you to join me on that journey. Without further ado, I would like to welcome the beautiful Pfizer to the show. Welcome to the show, Pfizer. Thank you, Miss Vanessa. It is really such a pleasure to be here and I'm excited because it is officially my very first time as a guest on a podcast. Oh, fantastic. I've been having a few um, first timers. I promise to go super gentle on you. We were, it's funny, we were just chatting before. It's like we're recording this on a Wednesday. It's hump day. It's 4 p.m. Um, but I'm trusting that, you know, I always find these conversations so remarkable and you are such a remarkable person. So I'm so grateful that you've agreed to come on and share a little bit of your gorgeous energy and spirit with my listeners. So thank you for coming on um, to the podcast. I wanted to start discussion today by just getting you to introduce yourself and telling uh, telling those listeners who are tuning in a little bit about what you do, because you are a pretty magical lady. No, oh, thank you. And I feel the same way about you. And this question used to really freak me out because I used to always identify as a jack of all trades and master of nothing. But my journey has shown that I've always been in the perfect place. So who am I today? Basically, what I realized that I've been doing all of my life is I have been in the business and in the love of empowering myself and other women to literally, you know, discover just how much we're actually worth. And how much potential that we haven't even tapped into and figuring out that we can literally achieve whatever we want. We can have our version of success in whatever time and whatever form we want. So the form of that today is me as a life coach and a mentor for women in that space. And I literally, to cut it short, I help women to transform and thrive. That's literally where I'm at right now. That is amazing. Like what a magical incredible space to work in helping women and I love on your website how you talk about like helping women break past those limiting beliefs because you know um, we're both female entrepreneurs and it is so hard you know for sometimes we carry into our day-to-day and into our business life so many um, preconceptions or hang-ups or like I call them little stories that we have in our mind that we tell ourselves I was just chatting with some students potential students from the my seven secrets masterclass for the book doula program just this afternoon and they were saying you know there's so many of them that were kind of doing the mind blow like the mind blown emoji about the fact that you know how long have I wanted to write this book for and how how much have I wanted to do that but just you know have not believed that I'm good enough or not you know we put all these barriers in ourselves in front of ourselves right all the time let's talk a bit about authenticity right I think you and I are so aligned in that way you know that we both very 
passionate about showing up exactly as we are in order to bring forward our gifts gifts to the world. What is your own definition of authenticity? Authenticity for me really, I think it embodies my highest value in the whole wide world, which is integrity. And how I see it is a full circle of love. And basically to be authentic is to be so many things like honest, true, showing all my traits, even the dark ones that I'm sometimes ashamed of. You know, sometimes I think like, oh, what's that stuff that I would really like to erase if someone filmed me 24-7, if I was in a reality show, you know, even those things. And I've had a massive journey in terms of I always felt that I was authentic, but I was raised with a Christian upbringing, you know, things were black and white, and there was always a big part of me that felt that I couldn't really be who I really was. And it wasn't anything major, but I was really just stuck in a construct, free to express certain ideas. For me, what it comes down to is really being able to, with courage and grace, be who I am, communicate what I need, say how I feel truly in full expression. Like if I love you, I love you. And I remember people would say, oh, you just love everybody. You're just so nice and you shouldn't be like that. But I'm like, well, that's how I feel. Mm. And I think like not being my pseudo authentic self only got me so far. So tell me about that, Fires. Tell me about that journey, what that journey looked like for you before Mm. you kind of, because you've obviously gone through some major changes in your life. Tell me a bit about that. Massive. Like as an example, I remember mid 2000s, I was managing a cardiology practice. I didn't feel like at the age of 23 that I was worth it, that me as my authentic self could actually perform well in a higher role that was leading other people. I didn't know how to lead myself. So I was trying to be something that I was not trying to pretend that I knew more than I knew when I was still in a learning phase. And then when I had opportunities in the entrepreneurial space, you know, it was kind of like, fake it till you make it, but I wasn't really aligned because still I wasn't my authentic self. And so when I worked for amazing companies that would try to put me in a mold or brand me as one kind of type of look or kind of messaging or kind of person, I honestly felt really lost. I felt really stuck. Like I was like, Mm. I really love what you represent and I'm representing that for you, but something's not congruent within me. So I actually, in my journey of being my pseudo authentic self and my true self, I had a lot of internal struggle about around integrity and how I was presenting in the world. And I'm very strong in like doing my best to practice what I preach. And to be honest, I wasn't because Mm. I only showed one side and I couldn't reconcile or figure out how I could be me, but still be stepping into greatness, even though I didn't believe it, still me as I received these new opportunities to do amazing things. And so I suffered many things like imposter syndrome and no, I can't do this. No, I'm really crap at that. Like all these judgments, because in the end, I was just judging every part of me that wasn't me. (laughs) Yeah, right. It was crazy. It was crazy times. And yet people in the air, yeah, it's it's crazy. That's such an interesting concept though as well. I love how you say, you know, it's about 
like you were judging all these other part, all these uh, making all these judgments, but none of them were about you exactly. What are some <laughs> of the signals that you think that you get when you're not aligned, or you know, you think back to that time? What are some of those signals, either internal or external, that you think show up when you aren't al- aligned with your authenticity? Oh my gosh. The biggest speaker in my whole being is my body. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Oh, big time. We could have a separate podcast just speaking to my body (laughs) and what it has to say. (laughs) Tell me about it. So what happened? Was was, Was there been times in the past where your body had kind of gone, hang on a minute, you're not living in alignment here. Yeah. Tell me about that. Many times. And when I didn't listen, it was very loud and clear. And what I have observed then and looking back in retrospect is the feeling in my gut, that whole saying, like, trust your gut. It's a, it's a real thing, you know, and I never identified as someone who suffers from anxiety, but that was my form of anxiety. I would just feel sick to my stomach and I would have these sensations in my heart and I would just have these like feelings, just just these funny nervous sensations all through my arms. And then of course, as a result of that, I'd get these massive headaches because I just was so overwhelmed by it. And then, you know, you'd think I would listen, but no, I, I needed more. So then there were three key times in my life where I had a literal physical breakdown I think it was 2006, no symptoms leading up to it that I knew of. But I literally woke up one morning and I physically could not get myself out of bed. And that was, I'm sure you can relate to this because you're high functioning. And unless you're super sick, you you pretty much know when you're getting sick. Mm, Yeah, you normally get those signals, like you start to feel a bit tired or you're like, I've really got to have an early night tonight or I'm going to get on well. Yeah. yeah. So what do you mean when you like literally couldn't like you're talking I, like you literally could I literally could not. I wasn't I was pretty fit at the time. And so you're lying down normally when you wake up, you just wake up. You need to go to the bathroom or you want to sit up in bed or whatever you do when first thing when you wake up. I physically could not move my head up above my pillow. I couldn't move any part of my body to move. And so I was in Sydney at the time and I'm not a fearful person or anxious as what I was trying to say before, but it was so unreal to me that I thought, oh my gosh, am I actually dying? Because in my belief system, the moment my body shuts down and I can't do a basic, easy function like get up, something Mm. must be wrong. So I called my mom. She's on the Gold Coast. All she said was, baby, I'm taking a flight right now. I'm coming down. I'm flying down to Sydney. And I thought, oh, this is really serious. I must be dying. (laughs) so extreme. Yeah. It was just like, you know, to cut a long, long story short, it took me three months to recover. Those three months really made me assess what am I doing in my life? What am I too busy doing that I cannot hear my body speak? I cannot hear myself feel. I'm just just overwhelmed with information and data that doesn't serve me in an environment that's not helping me. And I must be making a lot of unconscious choices, Mm. me not being my true self, trying to be something that I'm not. And it was Mm. a game changer for me because it was the catalyst of 
pushing me to ask questions I have never asked before. I was a happy-go-lucky, everything-is-fine kind of person, no matter what disaster or things or drama was happening in my life. But I was hiding. I didn't realize I was hiding under that. I wasn't looking deeper. Mm. I was just like, everything's going to be okay. You know, this is fine. Yeah, I want this. Oh, I'm just not going to make a plan. You know, just see how that goes. So what was going up. on externally? So like, obviously there was some health stuff going on there. When you say, you know, three months to kind of reassess prior to that, what was going on? If people, like if I'd been a fly on the wall mm. outside yep. looking in, what would I, who was the Pfizer I would have seen? What were you actually doing <laughs> with yourself? This was Pfizer trying to prove to the world that she can handle anything. So about six to eight months prior to to that, I'd come out of a long-term relationship that was incredibly, incredibly stressful. And it took every part of my being to walk away. So that was healing from that. I was also a very young woman managing a very busy cardiology practice, managing women that were 40 years older than myself. That was really hard. You know, I'd come from being a receptionist to being a manager, it's had a lot to learn. I was also not in a great financial situation as a result of a, of a very big breakup. So at that time, I was living in a boarding house with five rooms. I and my gorgeous, gorgeous dog, Sumo, lived in a room together. And it was one of the saddest but most empowering times of my life. But if I could look back, see where I am today to that, I was literally in a, in a house with five bedrooms falling apart in the inner west of Sydney, freezing cold with ugly carpet, <laughs> <laughs> working like crazy from like 6 to 7 a.m. to sometimes midnight at night. And in any spare time I had, I would be eating out, drinking a lot and partying as a release. And all of that combined really was a cause of multiple things that just made my body shut down, but in a really surprising way. You think you just get sick and have a cold. Well, I didn't. I can. What happened from a health perspective, if you're happy to share? They couldn't actually pinpoint what it was. So the two things that the specialists were able to identify was glandular fever, but apparently I'd had it before, but I didn't know about it. So Apparently it was the second time. And then I'd also had a a reaction to a medication that I was given to help improve my skin breakouts. So that Mm. would have been a sign as well that, you know, I've, I've never had bad skin. And so I was breaking out like crazy. I didn't see that as a sign. I just thought, oh my gosh, I feel ugly today. Let's try to fix that the fast way possible. Mm. And then as a result of my busy days and, and the stress, not drinking enough water, all the basic things, not getting enough sunshine because I was inside all the time working, you know, not getting enough rest because in my spare time, I would go out, spend time with my friends. I would be spending all of my money on anything but saving and, and doing the right things to get me to where I said I wanted to be, but I didn't make a plan. So I was living in excess in every way. And there was so much stress and strain on my body and on my soul. I couldn't hear anything. I was this happy-go-lucky smiling all the time. You wouldn't know that I was living in a one-bedroom, five-bedroom boarding house with my dog, making Ed's meat in a job that was I was making lots of money. But sometimes I would only have $10 in my bank account until the next payday. You know, Mm. it was just crazy. (laughs) And how many times though, you know, as you were explaining that, I'm like, I resonate with that girl. Like before I set up my business and there's even been times since stepping out of corporate, you know, when I'm not in alignment with myself and you go, we 
particularly I call it A-type personalities, like perfectionists, high performers, <laughs> high-functioning people, women generally. Oops, did I say that out loud? I probably shouldn't. <laughs> That's probably a big sexist, so apologies for anyone that is non-binary or male listening to this as well, because really it can happen to anyone. But oh my gosh, I so resonate with that. And in your, I mean, you obviously, you work now as a life coach in this space. Mm. How did you get from that to to what you do today? Talk Talk me through that. Well, that breakdown is where it changed my life. Oh my gosh, I feel teary about it because I haven't thought about it in a long time. Oh, don't I cry remember you're going to make me <laughs> cry. <laughs> I just remember one afternoon when I was able to like actually be able to walk again normally because it affected my movement. Like it was really strange. I was walking like a nana, so slow, faster than my mom. But when all of that kind of was okay and mom went home and you know, I was back to my life in Sydney. I remember one afternoon I came home and I remember the house was on a really busy road in Sydney and I was looking at my dog and I thought the best thing I have in my life right now is is my dog. (laughs) And I'm really grateful for that. But what am I doing with my life? I'm not well. It's not that I don't love my friends and not that I don't love my job, but I just have no purpose. There is no meaning in my life. And for someone that is by nature very joyful and optimistic, full of rainbows. It was really hard for me to take because that was practical reality that I thought I would never get to that. I thought I would, I just thought it was the worst thing in the world. I've never in my life felt so lost coming from a childhood that was so wholesome and loving and supported. And for the first time, I felt completely alone with no idea what to do next. And I just literally looked up into this blue sky at the time. And I was like, dear universe, God, whoever you are, I'm really open. Just, I don't know where to start right now. I don't know what I need to do to change. There's no categories or tabs in my brain about what I could possibly research. Just show me a sign. That's all I had. Like, I just felt so stupid and so alone. And I was like, how do I not have a solution? I have a solution for everybody else, but I got nothing for me. I got no one to call and ask, what do you think I should do? And for someone who has such deep friendships in my life at the time, there was nobody I could call that I could trust to say, can you help me? Oh, that makes me want to cry. (laughs) It was like crazy awful awful but you know when you ask from your heart the answer always comes and literally the following day in the craziness I remember that day was just so wild I was answering this phone that phone talking to reception talking to the doctors and then the typist said to me oh someone's trying to call you on the phone they need to talk to you urgently I'm like who is it oh some guy who sounded like a creation name I'm like oh I can't have time for this it's a telemarketer but okay just give me the phone and then he says to me oh a friend of yours Michael has given us your phone number and has referred you to come to this two-day program and basically it's free but all you have to pay for is the is the catering I'm like fine whatever cool I trust him uh, I don't I don't really understand what this is it's two days just sign me up. What do you need? He says, give me your card, pay for it. Okay, great. I had no idea what I said yes to. What was it? <laughs> it was a two-day personal development program in Sydney. Wow. I arrived. How's I've the never... universe? How is the universe how? going? Okay, <laughs> we heard you, Fires. 
Whatever you believe in there. All right, we're going to, we're bringing in the troops. Absolutely. A two-day personal personal development program. Someone just randomly calls. Wow. And this this is just just random weird. Like I just said yes. I turned up a week later on a Saturday. I didn't know what to wear, what to do. I'd never been to one of these things. And the weirdest thing, Vanessa, I'm so open, but I don't know why I had a WTF moment when I walked into the room. It was dark and the music was blaring early on a Saturday morning and people were encouraged to dance. I was like, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> have I walked into a cult? That's what I thought. I'm like, hey, I paid for catering. What is this? And to cut a long story short, it just opened the door to the rest of my life. And from that two-day weekend, I went on to enroll in a week-long program that would change my life forever. And that was in 2008. And as part of that program, I had my very first life coach and it changed everything. Wow. And honestly, I have never felt so at home I thought I knew what home was, but in the in the world of personal growth and development, it's funny that it's such a that's so me. If there was anything that I would embody, it's it's that whole space. I just never knew that it was there. You know, mm. people talked about self-care books and I had maybe one, but I had I was talking in that kind of conversation with my friendships, but I'd never gone to anything like that. I only read a couple of books here and there and loved watching Oprah, but that was it. From there, just I made my very first seven-year plan and I remember them saying, doesn't matter if you don't know the detail, just put it on a sticky note and then go backwards from there. And the weirdest thing that all I could see, and it didn't make sense to me at the time, was a vision of all these beautiful women around me having a conversation and the feeling that everyone was like thriving. It was business. It was everything that I didn't know. I did not know that I was meant to be an entrepreneur, like that it was in my veins. (laughs) Mm. That's all I could see. And fast forward five years in 2013, I launched A Woman's Worth, which was my first life coaching business. And when I did my launch, And I stood there in the room with all these beautiful women at the Sheraton. I didn't even realize that I'd arrived at what I saw in 2008. Wow. That vision, I just got goosebumps. So that vision that you projected. Yeah, I didn't know what it meant. You were in it. You fast forward five years and you're exactly in it. I was totally in it and I didn't even, because I was so fresh, my ability to plan things specifically just wasn't there. I was in that first stage of like, it wasn't even a dream because I hadn't thought about it. It was just a feeling and something that I could very vaguely see. So when that happened, I was just, man, I can't can't explain that feeling of, again, it was another feeling of being at home and, and realizing how much possibility there is that it's truly infinite, that even if it's just a little wish in your heart, it will happen. And then when you get the support around that, it just accelerates. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just love this. This is amazing. And I want everyone to feel this. This is the best ever. I just, if I was given one thing to eat for the rest of my life that would like nurture me and nourish me, it would be that feeling that anything is possible because it's just like embodies so much joy, so much love, 
so much fun and so much impact. And I'm like, it does. Oh, the purpose. I never thought about things. People ask you that now. That's in our language. But back then I'm like, I didn't grow up with my parents asking me what my what my mission, what my vision, what my purpose is. I was like, that's too heavy. I'm having a good time. I'm being happy-go-lucky. That's how, how inspiring. Got, yeah. <laughs> what an incredible <laughs> story. And like, obviously, you know, that, that just set you on this whole journey of, of choosing to help other people. Why was that such an important journey to you, do you think? Because even to this day, even though I'm not that g- little girl anymore that was lost looking into the sky, asking for just one next step, something, that feeling of being so alone and having no idea and not believing or even knowing what was possible for me and the fear and accepting the reality of that I was actually stuck and I didn't know how long I would be here for was so painful. But right beside that thought, right next to me, all around me was this like energy of love that was just waiting for me to close my eyes, open it again and realize that it was right there all along. And, you know, we've heard that in all different ways where people say the magic was always in you. It's always there. It's never gone. doesn't ever come and go. It's just always much bigger than what we think we are. I just want people to realize that because I feel like we would be so much more loving to ourselves and each other. And it sounds so cliche, but wouldn't we want to be in a more happily energetic space on our journey here as humans? Because that's amazing. To have that belief in yourself, like it's just, and I, I honestly, sometimes when I put myself back in that role of that was who I used to think, I used to look at people, Vanessa, and go, wow, I'm support, like surrounded by these intelligent <laughs> men and women. They're so, so smart. Oh my gosh, you've started this business. Wow. How did you do that? And I used to go, wow, I can never do that. You're amazing. I just didn't even think. I grew up with the whole belief system around money is the root of all evil. And sometimes business people are really shady and they're not good people. And so I'm like, I'm not about that, (laughs) you know, all of these deep things. And so I'd put all these people in a pedestal. And then over time I would meet them like, we're just the same. Yeah. I I love that. And I think for anyone listening, you know, I hope hope people resonate with that because I think that that has been something that I have so noticed on my own journey of, uh, you know, stepping into entrepreneurial kind of practices and going, you know what, like the difference between me and that person over there is actually zero. It's nothing apart from that I have this individual magic or gift that only I can share, that story that only I can share because it comes from my place. That's why I teach what I teach in terms of how people can show up with their marketing and be authentic because that like, it's really that simple, you know, like, yeah, you know, you need to be, yes, the tools, the tricks, the, all those things, like Mm -hmm. absolutely. But there's no one tool that will ever teach you that there's no, you can nail your TikTok or nail your Instagram or like none of those things actually matter. What matters is that authenticity and how people show up and connect. But I want to go back to loneliness because I think what you said earlier was so powerful and it's like just synchronicity because I was at this business breakfast this morning I was telling you about before we hit record, like heard from this incredible speaker who was chatting about the, the floods up here in northern New South Wales and just the impact of that. And I got, t- I got speaking to a gentleman at the end who does a lot of work in the community here um, for homeless people 
and homelessness and and as you know that's something I feel very passionate about and helping people and and he made this comment to me um he's an African gentleman that came to Australia a number of years ago and he is a chaplain now he's a priest at the school actually at the local school and he does a lot of work with the community and he said to me yes homelessness like this it's such a big issue and obviously there's all these root cause issues around mental health but he said you know there's this other like silent issue that is going on in our society now around community and loneliness this pandemic Mm -hmm. of loneliness and I completely agree you know I think that so many people particularly female business owners and entrepreneurs and you know that's why I set up the luncheon I did last year the remarkable luncheon which um, I loved yeah to bring women together and you know and I was chatting with them about it because I'm starting to put the plans into play for the next one and I just think it's crazy that we can be such a connected, a digitally connected society now. And I know that is a cliche. It's a, it's a dumb conversation, but it's actually not a dumb conversation because this is still happening. And we are, I think as a society now, we're really open about talking about mental health, but not many people are really talking about loneliness and how you can call it a mental health or, or anxiety or these these other things. But there's a loneliness piece here that I just think, yeah. Do you see that in your work? I see it and I feel it. And, you know, my incredible clients beautiful but it is really interesting because the first one of the first things that I sense is that loneliness it's almost like in the language that we have now about empowerment and thriving and you go girl and you glow girl and all these kinds of things and there's all these supportive media around it but at the end of the day like in my one-on-one sessions I'm like wow you've been all alone in your thoughts you have all your friends around you successful women but you're really 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 lonely and I feel that because mm. the community is not how it was we don't get to feel and touch virtual hugs that's really lovely to give and receive <laughs> <laughs> but it's nothing like real touch yes. that element of like you know in the conversation about success all the time quite often you know my sessions are longer because there is that huge piece of like let's just feel where you are let's just stop for a moment like I don't expect you to run 100 miles an hour because actually you've been super super isolated from yourself and as a result from everything else around you that disconnect I feel like loneliness is that disconnect it's just like we can talk to each other, but are we really heart to heart? Can I ask you, you know, for people that are listening right now, if there were three things that you could offer to them, little nuggets of wisdom or tips that they can do to free themselves of, of their own limitations of, the, of these feelings, if, if anyone's resonating with this in terms of that loneliness, what would those three things be? Right now, I can immediately think of three in a row, but I can think of one that comes up with every single friend, client, colleague. It's permission. I feel I come across it 24-7. People apologizing to me that they're late when it's only been a minute. People apologizing for answering a question authentically. People apologizing for saying that to admit something. I find it like even in a safe space, everyone is so apologetic 
for giving themselves the space to go, oh, this is for me, so I can actually say whatever I want. Mm. And on the core of that, it's apologizing really for being vulnerable. I feel like, you know, for me, that that whole loneliness piece comes from being away from myself and not being authentic. And I see it in so many people at all levels, you know, Mm. whether you're in a position where you're leading others or in a position of leading just yourself or nurturing little humans, teenage humans, whatever position we're in, there seems to be this lack of permission that I'm allowed. I'm allowed to feel really crap today. I'm allowed that I've come to you and I'm low energy. I'm allowed to change this appointment and maybe ask, is that okay? Because I'm just not feeling great or something else is just occupying my headspace. It seems to be in a world of yes and possibilities are endless. We're in this duality of, well, you don't have permission to be vulnerable. And it's really lonely. It's just so lonely when you don't give yourself permission. It's just like you're alone in this space of like suffering. I just feel like I can't answer those what are the three things right now because I just feel like it's permission. It's so powerful though. That is so powerful. Like giving ourselves permission to be able to set those boundaries. Yeah. Or just to be. It's so to be, to ask. Yeah. Like, is that okay? You know, like like us today, you know, we've had really, really busy days and like it's okay. It's totally okay. We can come out of that, but if we don't give ourselves permission to just be where we're at, then we can't go from there. And Mm. for me, that's an isolation. When I don't let myself be truthful to you, then how are we going to connect on the ultimate level if you don't have me completely giving myself permission to be me, which means you're responding based on something that's not true. Really? Yeah, not really, (laughs) really me. Or you, yeah. 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 So it's kind of a weird tangent and a little bit strange like that, Vanessa. Like, you know, sometimes people go, you didn't answer the question exactly how I asked it. It's <laughs> kind of like a, because I, and that, that's been me for a long time because I'm my gauge and my answers in life, my aha moments come first from a feeling and then my mind integrates with that. I used to apologize for that all the time. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I can't explain to you what, I'm trying to say because it's a feeling, right? (laughs) So thank you for allowing me to express it in that way because back in the day I would have said, I'm really sorry, I don't know, if, like as if you were testing me when all you were doing is actually just inquiring because you care. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, what a beautiful answer. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And, you know, I love when you describe that, you know, and and this this sense of apology because, you know, I'm a shocker for it. Actually, I apologize all the time. And, And it's something I see particularly in my background in corporate, women doing around the boardroom table, women doing in presentations, and we shouldn't do that. It's just, it can be automatic, right? It's, it can be just a learned behavior. But then on the flip side, when we, you know, you talk about when you two people meeting as you are, as opposed to like, you know, it's four o'clock on hump day, we're doing a podcast interview together. We both had a big day. We both like <laughs> had that discussion at the start 
before we hit record that we're both busy and a little low energy today, but like you're meeting each other where you are authentically. And then you also then have these moments of synchronicity in life when things just flow and it, and you're in exactly the right place at the right time. And, you know, those coincidences, those weird coincidences where you're like, oh, is the is the universe watching me and like putting stuff there to like have little jokes with me, you know, like I had one and, and like, I love those little instances and moments that happen where we feel like we're in flow and life is just working for us. Cause I believe that that is how life should be. That is how business should be. I had one this morning and it was so beautiful. I turned up at this breakfast and yesterday afternoon, like even though I'm into the digital marketing, I also love like tactile and speaking to people like, you know, you were saying before virtual hugs, I love physically seeing people and it's so (laughs) nice to be able to do that. Anyway, so I went and got um, physical business cards printed. I hadn't had my business cards updated in a couple of years and I was like, I'm going to this breakfast. I'm going to go and get my business cards printed printed off. Anyway, a beautiful ex-client of mine who I worked with a long time ago, she recommended a printer to me that's kind of down this end of the Gold Coast. I went and collected those business cards yesterday from him. Lovely guy. That was all fine. Got my business cards. They're gorgeous. And I walk into this breakfast this morning and I get put on table two right at the front of this breakfast. I sit down and who sits opposite me? The guy whose business who did my <laughs> business card yesterday. And I was just, I was like, out. Like, you know, it's just like a little universal oh, synchron- wow. synchronization, you know. And those are so, like, those little moments that happen, I just, they just make me smile. And you go, okay, well, you know, I made the joke with him this morning. I'm like, oh, Phil. Um, thanks, thanks for the business cards yesterday. We're obviously supposed to connect again and have another conversation because, hi, nice to see you. And, you know, I just think it's so nice when life is working, like life is always working for us, but sometimes we lose sight of that, right? We forget or we can lose our way. I think that's, you know, so inspiring about your um, story. And thank you for sharing so openly and being vulnerable in in our conversation this afternoon. I appreciate it. You know, it really is such a reflection of you as well. There are no coincidences in the universe. And I always find it so exciting when you get that magic moment and it's like oh we're aligned because vibrationally I believe sounds woo-woo but I just really believe we would not be here in the same space if we were not vibrating on the same frequency and that's always mind-blowing for me but I see it all the time just like in your example it's like oh oh it's so magic out here (laughs) (laughs) it is it is I love it oh my gosh guys thank you so much what a beautiful conversation this afternoon before we say goodbye how can people work with you if they if anyone's resonating today you're an incredible incredible woman if anyone is listening and they and they want to say yes to working with you how do they do that So first of all, um, I think, you know, everything is on my Instagram. So if you just follow me on Instagram, it's Pfizer.Baldonado. And I think we'll have to put a link or something because my name is challenging to spell. (laughs) Let me give it a go. F for Freddie, A-I-Z-A-H dot B for Bob, A-L-D-O-N-A-D-O. 
And on there, you'll see the link in my bio, which leads you to my website and um, how to contact me as well and how to book in for a discovery session as well if you're interested in transforming and thriving. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thanks so much, Fiz. It's been beautiful this afternoon. I really appreciate it. And as you say, you know, I'm so excited for, I feel like maybe I'm going to sign up for this program. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a pleasure. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much again for this afternoon. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Vanessa. Isn't she an incredible woman? Pfizer um, contacted me after we did this interview to share that she had had some major insights and breakthroughs just from that conversation together. And I hope that you have too. I am so deeply grateful for spending this time with you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you found this episode useful, I would really, really love if you could just take a minute of your own time to rate this podcast and review it on the Apple Podcasts app. And if you've got a friend that you think would find it useful too, please share the link with them. Let's spread the love and continue to support each other as a community to grow and to continue to achieve our goals. This uh, conversation that I had with, with Pfizer was really remarkable and quite transformative for me also. It provided me some insights and understanding that at the end of the day, we're all in this together, right? We're all trying to do our best in life. And when we work together and support each other, we are so much stronger. Now, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this episode, make sure you jump on over to therightremark.com and sign up for my mailing list. I don't do spammy emails or I try not to. Um, And if I do, please let me know. Um, Typically, I will touch base with you when I've got something important to say. And I also um, share insights just like the one that you've heard on today's podcast. So if you found that useful, make sure you head on over and sign up for the mailing list. And it's a great way for us to stay connected. Finally, um, please take a couple of minutes to rate, review and share this episode with your mates via the Apple Podcast app. Thanks again for your time and tuning in. I'm so grateful to have you here. Thanks for coming on the journey with me. I hope you have a beautiful day and I look forward to chatting with you again soon.